Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's, it's time, time for, for Couples Therapy. therapy. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. How are you, Naomi, my dear, sweet love? Andy, that is so nice of you to call me that. I am doing as best as I can. <laughs> okay, as best as I can, meaning weary, naturally. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's baseline. Weary, but hopeful. Let's wow. say that. So that's good, right? It's a little change to me. You're Mabel's the, uh... doing better. You and I like each other. <laughs> I feel like that always makes me feel good. You're on the other side of some sickness. We're, yeah, you know, things exactly. are going. Mabel's not peeing indoors as frequently. Things are looking okay. I mean, yes, everything's melting, but, but within somehow this, we're within, standing strong within these four walls. Uh huh. The only thing melting is heart our hearts that's beautiful that's gorgeous and that is that is love (laughs) (laughs) honestly speaking of melting hearts i feel like considering we're in such a lovey uh positive mood it is perfect for the guests we have today uh naomi this is uh this was very exciting I mean, this was almost something I wasn't ready for. I couldn't really take. <laughs> I like didn't want to do it because I was scared I wouldn't know how to have a normal conversation. You have already heard their wonderful voices. Today, we are talking to the breakout. I'm going to call the breakout stars of the show Love is Blind on Netflix, Cameron Hamilton and Lauren Speed. Okay, you guys, I don't usually fuck with reality shows, but I watch Love is Blind in one sitting on one rainy Saturday, and I've never rooted for a couple more. Than I did for you Lauren called me in in Cameron. You, you called me in from the other room. I know. I was probably reading in the X Men comic book or something. And I said, "Look at these two. And honestly, I gotta say, Lauren and Cameron, lovely. Mm-hmm. I felt very. My heart was warmed. Mm-hmm. I did believe in their love. Mm-hmm. I wish them nothing but the best. Also, they have this new book out, and I was like, you know what? May have to read it because I'm that into them. The book is called Leap of Faith: Colon Finding Love the Modern Way. And honestly, I was very surprised because I, I feel like at one point, too, I asked him, I was like, you're both gorgeous and personable. Why did you need to go on a reality show? And you know what? 
they have answers for that, and you're going to hear it. But you think was... people call him Camelton? <laughs> Camel. Cameron Hamilton. Oh, calling him. I thought you meant them as a couple. Like, was there a couple named Camelton? No. <laughs> no. Okay, definitive answer. Definitive no. Nope. <laughs> nope. But they were very fun. I thought it was good. It's always good to talk to another IRC. Oh, yeah. Well, that's know? the thing. And so you it's know. like very fun for us. It's like a real therapy session in a lot of ways. <laughs> Remember, this was like maybe a year and a half ago or two years at this point. We did a show where we did a countdown of all the interracial couples that were black woman, white man. Yeah, exactly. The top. Also, we did a lot of unsung heroes, couples yeah. that people didn't really know about, which yeah. I thought was very important to bring. You know, it's not just David Bowie and Iman, people. <laughs> yeah, there's at least nine others. <laughs> Naomi, before we get into the episode, though, uh, there's some mystery that mm-hmm. I would, I'm hoping if we talk about it here on the show, it will be solved. I remember on the Twitch show, during the quarantine, we were doing a Twitch show every week. I know, I was there. Every Wednesday. Just yeah, for the I know, listeners. I was there. And I remember on one, I mentioned that like I, I used to love gummy Coke bottles, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Gummy cola bottles. If you don't want to attach a brand to it, (laughs) but I haven't been able to find one since I've I've been a vegetarian for like 15 years and I have never found a vegan cola bottle. Yeah. Specifically the cola. Yeah. For whatever reason, people don't make them. Someone sent us a box chock full of these, this German company that makes vegan cola bottles gummy cola bottles you guys when i tell you this is a it was 20 bags of vegan gummy cola bottles from germany and do we know who sent them no did we open and eat them yes so if you're out here wanting to poison us it obviously can be done very quickly (laughs) yeah because we just opened up a full-on international package with food and we're like let's taste stuff yeah yeah so that's the lesson from this it's <laughs> if you do want to murder us uh with uh, any kind of like ricin you know whatever uh don't tell them the poison cyanide. Danny. let them do some work sure okay <laughs> it's very easy but no but i wanted to first of all whoever sent that to us thank you please get in touch and tell us who it was so yeah we, can... we would love to know who sent it because we'd love to say thank you we asked around a little bit no one stepped up but i know you must be a listener you must be out there and there was one note that just said you know andy enjoy these so it was someone but it was like who who it was also sent to my manager's office not my home address well our home address is private well no as it should be but that's why i'm like okay who like i just feel like there are layers and levels to this so if you're the one out there absolutely please yeah although if you do want to know where we live just wander around hollywood until you <laughs> see a bunch of like burned uh, trash cans <laughs> and gla- stop it i don't want people thinking i live in a favela and piles of glass everywhere and you'll be like oh andy and naomi live near this here. is what andy's always talking about <laughs> the street that he calls crystal knocked exactly uh, that's what- us Yes, the the street that Annie Lennox wrote her famous uh, uh, Walking on Broken Glass on. Um, Before we get to Lauren and Cameron, still my faves, absolutely living for them. Just a couple dates, shows I would love to share with you. Uh, Let's go in order of fabulosity, honey. July 8th at 9 p.m., you can see me at the Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood, Los Angeles. And I will have the wonderful Solomon Giorgio, Beth Stelling, opening up. Ooh. I'm going to do 30 minutes. It's a real cavalcade of stars. After that, Comedy Chateau again, July 14th, 7 p.m. July 15th, 9 p.m. 
Then, New York City, baby. I will be headlining at Little Field in New York, July 27th and August 1st. July 27th, I've also got Shalewa Sharp, Christy Cielo, Pat Regan. Damn. Sunday, August 1st, I got Sydney Washington, Joe Firestone, Miran Kagani. Damn. Yeah. Killer lineups. We are bringing the A game. Now, if you want to see any of that. Miran, the man who brought down Just for Laughs. I mean... A true angel among us, doing Truly. the Lord's work. Doing the Lord's work. If you want to get tickets to any of that, if you want information, go to my, I have a link tree, link tree slash black tress. I was trying to get everything to match up. It's too much. Uh, Lifetime, you can go to the show notes and the I Love a Lifetime movie podcast for that show on July 12th. The point is, I'm going to be out in these streets. I'm not trying to get that Delta variant, so only roll up if you vax and relax, <laughs> and we will have a good time. All right, I think that's uh, that's enough plugs for now. Why don't we get to the show, Naomi? Woo, I can't wait to say it. Roll it! Now, I did watch Love is Blind, so I'm coming in not blind, okay? Eyes open. A lot right. to say, you know I was here for your love. For a long time in the house, I referred to you as the hot version of us. And that's what I would tell Andy. <laughs> yes, I do remember you. You are hot to me. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. I do remember you calling me over to tell me that. I know. Like, I was like, look! <laughs> and she's from Detroit. Like, I was, like, having a lot of, you know, layers and levels. Naomi's family is from Detroit. Yeah. Are so you from Detroit, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yes. oh, this, I was like, this is good. I was like, honey, representation matters. We need Absolutely. Um... But and also, like, one of the things we wanted to ask you guys about, and I know, you know, you cover it in the book, but it's sort of like having to perform your love as you're actually developing a relationship. Well, I think there's something, like, we've had to go the opposite direction, right? We've had to go from being, like, doing this podcast after we started, already were, like, a couple. Yeah. And then learning how to perform, like, what do we perform and what don't we perform? You went the opposite direction. You were all performance and then had to move to figure out how not to. And I'm very curious about that process. Like, how did you figure out? Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you say performance, but really while we were filming the show, I mean, our chief priority was our relationship and making sure that it was solid and that we talked about everything that we needed to talk about. And when we were doing that, I mean, the cameras and all this stuff sort sort of fades into the periphery. Of course, you're jarred back into that. You're reminded of that sometimes during the mm-hmm. filming when, you know, a producer comes over and says something to you or whatever it is. But, but the focus was really on our relationship, less of, you know, making sure it looked good for a camera or something like that. Yeah, I I think I get what you're saying, though, about kind of like the cameras being there and then being in total silence all of a sudden. I think that that definitely was a transition for us. But I wouldn't say that it really affected our relationship so much because that just kind of continued to grow. But I think the silence of not having the producers around, the other cast members around, the lights, the the cameramen, that was definitely an adjustment because we had to learn how to be comfortable in each other's silence, (laughs) which we probably didn't have that before. You know what I mean? So for sure, definitely a transition. But were either of you, do you, did either of you have any kind of performing experience? Just because I know that like when a camera is on me, 
I'm very aware of it. And I, sure. I, I like my demeanor changes. Like I know, like I know yeah. like, to like, Oh, don't say like private thing. Like I, my brain just, <laughs> changes, it's just like, you know? So yeah. Yeah. We were saying all this private stuff on camera. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we both had a background in like theater and all this sort of thing. Uh, Lauren even more so, but you know, we both really enjoyed performance and that sort of thing growing up and, Lauren was doing it professionally for some time before the show. Yeah, I mean, I think that whenever a camera's on you, like you said, I feel like people automatically just kind of, you know, they're back straight. Which is something that I actually talk about in the book. I kind of call it like your real self versus your representative, which is like the self that you think people want to see or want you to be. So I definitely talked about that and how that was for sure a thing in reality TV. And in in general, even just with dating, I feel like when people go on a first date, they kind of bring their representatives to the first date as opposed Mm. to them to their true selves because they're trying to impress the other person. So I think that whenever a camera is around, like a lot of people just kind of, you know, they're on their P's and Q's. But for me, listen, when I went on Love is Blind, I was totally myself. Like my personality (laughs) is already just kind of wacky and out there. So I didn't really have to fluff up or do anything like that. Like I'm already weird enough, you know? So, um, yeah, oddly enough, I didn't really have to do too much, um, you know, quote unquote performing, uh, during love is blind. And I think that that really worked to our benefit because that's what people really loved about us is that they could see our genuineness is that we were ourselves and real people, right? Even being vulnerable, to another person is difficult for sure. You know, opening up in a relationship, talking about past mistakes or vulnerability, weaknesses, but then having to do that, knowing that you're being surrounded in the facility by 400 cameras or, you know, whatever it is, it's, you know, you, you, I guess it's, it's not always easy to compartmentalize it like that and, and kind of push that out of your mind and just focus on the dates. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. The it, fact that you called it the facility, it sounds like <laughs> it is like some weird CIA place. Or... It, and it was. It was a lot like that. Yeah, it really was. I mean, at Quantico. certain times, it was. I would just look up and be like, I cannot believe right. that I'm really here, like, doing this. It was surreal, you know. Yeah. And in the book, we talk about that, how some things were kind of realistic, other things, like, the the crew had built a pool table and it was like kind of off not a kilter. real pool it wasn't table. a real one <laughs> just like weird yeah weird things that kind of made it uh surreal you know mm-hmm. wait sorry what do you mean not a real pool table <laughs> oh like a lot of the stuff that you see like even on a lot of reality tv like the kitchen isn't really functioning there that stove doesn't really work or right. The gym isn't a real gym. The machines don't work. They're just there to look like it. Like we tried to use them still, but <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, you know, as they say. Wow. Not us though. We the real deal though. Not us. Well, <laughs> well, it's so funny though because I will say I was talking to some friends of mine last night and I was saying how I was gonna we we're gonna interview you guys and they got so excited and one of my friends she goes. Lauren and Cameron made me believe in love again. <laughs> like she, oh, that's okay, beautiful. yes. And I think, and I think that a lot of people felt that way. And I know when I was watching the show, because in general, I don't watch reality TV because I don't like to watch people fight. I don't like to watch people be mean. Same. You know. And right. so right. I think it was like 
y'all were just some wholesome ass content. Okay? <laughs> just to see that something out here can happen if you have a good heart. Yeah. Like, that. Absolutely. And I think that that's what was so refreshing to a lot of people. Like, because as you mentioned, that was my thought going into it because I never, ever thought that I would do reality TV. I'm like, I'm not about to go in there and fight somebody <laughs> for no reason. Like, arguing, caddy, that's not mm. me. So that's why going into lib i was just like i made it a point like i'm gonna be myself i'm gonna be vulnerable i'm not gonna fluff myself up and try to be extra just to be on camera and it was so amazing to see the response from people all around the world and how happy they were to see Mm -hmm. two real people like not fighting with their other cast members not doing any of that stuff and it's just like you know it's all about the story with us and we love that yeah. yeah, I think, sorry, two things. One, I want to go back to, they couldn't buy real gym equipment. Like, <laughs> I know, much I know. I saw condoms in your mind. Right. We still yeah. used it. I was on the bench and, and the, the seat of the bench gave way and just like <laughs> the bench just collapsed and luckily I had a spotter, but the yeah. Even the treadmill wasn't real. Yeah, it Andy was crazy. Andy talk to production. Andy has thoughts. Talk to whatever line producer was like, no, that's the step too far. Real gym equipment. Budget doesn't cover it. But uh, the uh, like going back. Wait, sorry. Now I lost. I had to do. You got so mad. You got that, so mad about Jim. I had to say I that. I thought on his face. It's like when the, I said it. Like, the, oh, I think there's something interesting about because um, Naomi and I deal with it. I think on a smaller scale, obviously. But like people investing themselves in your romance, and there's mm. this weird kind of line you cross at some point. And I think you probably crossed this a while ago of like becoming like almost an avatar for other people's romance mm. like where mm-hmm. you become this kind of like deity <laughs> yeah you are I now know. like the like the couple the representative yes. exactly yeah yeah absolutely yeah they i think people also project onto us idealizations of what they want their partner to be oftentimes seeing that in me, you know, cause we have a large female audience or I, you know, looking at Lauren as someone they want to aspire to be, uh, which I mean is great in one respect, but also, you know, I mean, we're not perfect people by any measure and, you know, we work on our relationship like everyone else. Yeah. I think that we, it's funny you mentioned that because it really, as soon as you said that I went straight to this YouTube video that we just released recently and it was like Cam and I, you know, I'm not a big PDA person, believe it or not. So I don't like to like make out on camera and YouTube videos and everything. So we had a moment where we were close. We weren't really kissing, you know, I'm an awkward person anyway. So it was kind of a little awkward moment there where it was kind of like, uh, well, the cam- the cameraman was like super close. Yeah, it was just, it was awkward thing. Yeah. So everyone in the comments was like, go on, kiss her, Cam. Give it like, and it was just like, y'all, right. this is like strange, but it's like, that's, they're projecting like they want to see us like be in love. They love to see our relationship Mm -hmm. like showing affection and kissing each other and hurry up and have babies and we want to see it and stuff like that, which is sweet to a certain degree. But at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, y'all, we'll we'll do it when it's time for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Lauren, you're talking about how like you're, you're an awkward person that you never thought you'd be on reality TV. I mean, Mm -hmm. Cam, you're over here being a scientist. How the hell did this happen? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, 
in the book, I mean, it's crazy because I got a pro- both Lauren and I got approached. We didn't seek it out, but you know, I got a phone call one day. I think the source of it was because the casting people were outside of my office building some months prior, and I must have given them my contact information. To this day, I still don't know for sure. But when I got the call, you know, I, they told me the premise: uh, two weeks, you date through a wall. You know, you have the option to propose if you want. Like, who would be crazy enough to propose to someone after two weeks through a wall? But I'm like, okay, you know what? This will be a fun adventure. I'll give it a shot because I was, you know, kind of bored with my corporate life. I was really disappointed with how things were going, and my past relationship had kind of gone up in flames. And and you know, I learned a lot from it, but you know, I was lonely. So I was like, let's see see where this goes. And obviously, I'm glad that I did. A lot of people close to me said, you know, I don't know if this is a good idea. You know, they'd seen reality TV. They'd seen the stereotypes of people humiliating themselves or getting in these big fights. And I mean, that's just definitely not my style either. You know, I'm more of the calm, collected person most of the time. Um, but, you know, I th- as this felt right to me. It felt like where my path was headed. So I just kept following through. Yeah. Are you telling me you were lonely working in a corporate office with artificial intelligence? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right. crazy, crazy to believe, but yes. Um, do you have any other questions for them about their love before we dip? Because basically, you know, we're going to be answering relationship questions, and that's why I mm-hmm. ask. Okay. We like to know where you guys are coming from, so that way, when we help these souls, we help these souls. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, what were you, what was your relationship? Because this is such like, uh, um, to me, this, I, I, I realized that like this, you're, you guys are not that much younger than me, but you're younger enough that like when I was growing up, like the only real reality show was the real world. So like, yes, that was my favorite. <laughs> so, uh, cause like maybe you're more used to, I don't know. I, uh, maybe it's just like who you are as people, or maybe you're more used to it. Cause this is to me a like unconventional way of falling in love, but maybe that's just, yeah. maybe I'm just cause I'm old and weird. <laughs> no, yeah. it's definitely unconventional. Sure, <laughs> it's sure. not normal in any way. It's yeah. very out there. Um, but that's the thing about it. And I always say this, like, that's the thing about love. I never, ever in a million years would think that I would find my husband on a TV show right. through a wall and really fall in love by basically the second or third date. Like, even as I was going through the process, I was like, girl, what do I need to check my drink? Like, what is this? But it was really such a... I don't know if like time capsule is the right word, but just being in that whole experience for those couple weeks, it was life changing. Like it felt it was a couple weeks, but it honestly felt like we were in there for like years, Mm -hmm. which is even weird to say, but it's the truth. But you never know where love will find you. Mm -hmm. You never know how love will find you. That's the thing about, you know, relationships and love. It comes when you least expect it and how you Yeah, I mean, you have to be prepared and you have to be receptive to it. You have to work on yourself. I mean. It's I've I've heard others talk about this idea of, you know, you you should be the partner that you want to have in a sense. Like if you want to have this, you know, great partner, you need to work on yourself and make sure that you're giving them what you expect them to give back to you. So I think a lot of what helped us was we both spent a lot of time kind of 
reflecting on ourselves, reflecting on yeah. our past relationships and what worked and what didn't, what we could improve on and what we wanted in a partner as well. That self-work is everything. Yeah. 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 But that's what I'm curious about is like, what was your relationship history where you were, I mean, like in the best of situations, like Naomi and I weren't like that healthy <laughs> before we got together. And then like, yeah, I mean, we've been in there. You know, she's been in therapy for a you long time. You don't tell Lauren and Cameron all the <laughs> business. Sure. My mental <laughs> no, journey. It's okay, too. <laughs> therapy is a wonderful thing. And I think for me, that's the thing about Lib. Like you said before Lib, like my dating life was so terrible, y'all. Like it was really bad. I was in a dark place. Like I was unhappy with my career, my love life. And when I actually went on to Lib, I had to do so much self work. And I always talk about that. It was like, I learned so much more about myself and my patterns and, you know, the things that I was doing that was really sabotaging me in love and dating that through that work, because we didn't have a therapist on the show. So we were doing like all the stuff was like working from within ourselves and journaling at night. Okay. So that in itself is like a whole therapy session there, but just doing that work and realizing a lot about myself, therefore, like allowed me to open myself up to love and be with someone you know and I think that that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize like in order to be in a relationship you have to kind of work on yourself first because you know as I said I know this is cliche but you know you can't pour into somebody else's glass when you're like half full or empty you know what I'm saying it's like it's hard to go into a relationship expecting someone to complete you when you are all kind of fragmented yourself you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying so it's kind of like it's better when two people are going into a situation and they're somewhat complete because we're always evolving. So who's really yeah, complete course, at the yeah. end of the day? Like, you know, but it's just like you have to be in a spot in your life where you're kind of open to it, open minded, open heart. So, wow, they've got it together. What was do you mind if I ask? <laughs> I'm just I'm like, OK, yes. Thank you, Ayanla. Thank you, Oprah. Tell it. Yeah. <laughs> do you mind if I ask, like, what was like you said you were kind of in a dark spot? Like, what was so mm-hmm what was so dark about or like what were so bad about like the relationships you had been in? Oh man. Just, I feel like I had a lot of trust issues because I had relationship after relationship that failed and it seemed to be like a pattern. And you know, by the time I went on lib, I was into my thirties. I'm not in my twenties. I'm not super young. I mean, I consider that to be older nowadays. You know, you tell somebody you're 30, they think you're an old lady, but you know, I had gotten to a point where I was just starting to feel the stress of everything. My relationships weren't working. Um, you know, I had been cheated on in the past. I started kind of thinking it was me. Like, is it me? Is it something I'm doing? So therefore I started kind of, like I said, sabotaging things. If I would start to feel happy, I would be like, no, I'm not doing that because it's going to end in disappointment anyway. And I think that a lot of times when we feel like we're protecting ourselves from something, we're actually hurting ourselves because we're keeping ourselves from happiness. And that's also something that I had to work through with Lib, like with Cam. They didn't show it a lot on the show, but I was really fighting at times being with him because I felt so happy. And I'm just like, you know, this is going to end in in something bad. He's going to disappoint me just like the rest. He's going to do this and that. So I had to work on myself to kind of get past that. So, yeah, that was a short answer. You're not going to go longer, (laughs) but basically. What about you, Cameron? What was your... I mean, you said you were lonely, but like, did you have like, yeah. what, what was your like relationship history? Like that led you up to yeah. because again, so, I think I mean, it's something I think like to be that open, especially with cameras on you, I think to, yeah. you have to be at a certain point in your life where you're like, yeah, sure. You're like, what fuck the, it. Let's what the do fuck? It. Yeah. Right. Why not? right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Maybe this will work. You're know? absolutely right. And that, that was a, 
that's something that I think we we had to resolve within ourselves is like, look, we're being filmed, but if we're going to connect, we have to be transparent and vulnerable about things in our past relationships that hurt us. You know, like Lauren said, I mean, I had been cheated on in a past relationship. I think for anyone that's going to leave some scars, you know, um, I, I had been in relationships in the past that had some form of abuse and, um, you know, that was not, you weren't doing, I, no, I wasn't doing the abusing, but I mean, you know, it it was, it was a, a tough thing to process. And, and, you know, what I took away from that was, you know, what are the things that I need in a partner to feel like I can trust them? Uh, you know, what is, what are like some telltale signs that this is not a good relationship? You know, um, things like, well, I mean, forms of abuse, people putting you down in, in different ways or, um, you know, trying to manipulate your actions or gaslighting and these type of things. Um, so I, I had perspective from those past relationships and ultimately, you know, relationships are two way street too. So it, it led me to reflect, well, what could have I improved on in my past relationships, whether it was, you know, when something was bothering me, when it was problematic, sometimes in the past, I had a tendency to not want to talk about it. You know, I didn't want to, I was afraid of the big blow up that that would cause. So that led me to think, well, I need to really find someone who I feel comfortable having these, you know, serious conversations with about things that are going Mm -hmm. awry in our relationship without being worried that they're going to blow up on me. Um, And that was something with Lauren, I realized that we could really talk without it, you know, bursting into flames and a big argument. We could really talk about things, even if it was difficult topics. So, yeah, reflecting on these these past relationships and what I could improve on and also what I needed in a partner was what really allowed me to be prepared. And I feel like that's the thing about relationships that fail or don't don't go well. It's like. Yeah, it sucks. The relationship is over. But I also learned what I don't want out of my next relationship, right? So that you don't take that in. And as soon as you kind of start to see those signs, it's like, nah, you kind of confront it head on or either you decide to leave the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where the growth, I think that that's what we both kind of experienced in our past relationships that we had got to a point where it's like, okay, well, I know what I don't want. I know what I do want. So going into this type of situation, we were already at a spot where you know, even through our conversations, it was immediate. It's like either you feel a spark or you don't. If I don't feel a spark, I'm moving on to the next person. Like imagine if people actually did that in real life when dating, like instead of just sticking around because the person is attractive mm-hmm. or they just want to see what happens. Like, nah, yeah. I know this isn't going to work, so I'm out. You know right. what I'm saying? And like, that's kind of the leap of faith part of yeah. it. It's like people do get complacent in many different sorts of ways. They, you know, it feels comfortable. They... They found someone, maybe it's not a complete perfect match for them, but they like certain things about them, whatever. And they get complacent in that relationship, even though they know they should talk about difficult things or maybe even move on from that person. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I, I hope that this book can maybe give some people some inspiration to take that leap of faith. And, you know, make, make those, those decisions, those choices. Yeah. Chemistry, communication. Yes. What's the third C? Mm-hmm. Third C. We need a third C. Um, 
cuteness, cuteness. You know, cuteness gotta be cute. Gotta be cute it is, it is definitely important. Yes. <laughs> yeah, people don't say you're cute. Quit the relationship. Get out of here. You didn't call me here. cute. Right, right, right. You're not getting outside validation. <laughs> It's over. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, now we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna be back to handle your scandal with Cameron and Lauren. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from moonpig Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And, and we're, we're back. back. So... <laughs> Basically, people come in, they come through, they can send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. They can call us. They can send us an email. And they're doing it, honey. They're just saying, we're going to talk to these two strangers and whoever their guest (laughs) is because I'm at the end of my rope. And, you know, we always say, you know, we're not professionals, but we got opinions. And you're the one who called us. So just like, you know what I mean? Like we're, some of us here have advanced degrees. Oh, that's true. You and Cam, you and Cam both have some masters up in here. Oh, okay, get it together. Yeah. Oh. Same, same. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. It, it wasn't in relationship stuff. But, you know. I know. No. We'll, we'll say it counts. <laughs> I graduated from Lib University. <laughs> Not Lib University. Oh Lord. Wait, sorry guys. Through a wall? Like through a wall? Like was there any? Sorry, I I I know. I I I remember. Like through a wall. It's crazy. Through a wall. Like a glory hole. No. 
Oh, oh, no. uh, but it's like a love glory hole, you know. Right, right. It's like a glory hole of love, not body parts. You know, right. it's like you're squeezing a love through the hole. <laughs> Lauren, I'm sorry, this conversation no. just took a real love glory hole. Come okay. on, we're, we're just that's where we are today. We are goofing around here. I All know right. we're loose. We're loose today. All right, this first one is a voicemail. Okay. Hi, Andy and Naomi and esteemed guests. I'm a fairly new listener. I um, found out about you guys on the uh, Yo! Is This Racist podcast, and I love your show. Uh, my question has to do with a friendship um, that's pretty much really, really putting – it's a really stressful relationship right now. Um, I have an adult friend that I've known for uh, t- over 10 years. Um, I would consider her my best friend. We uh, met at a – just an adult um, – what do you call those adult kickball team? Anyway, um, over the past two and a half years, I would say, I've been really, really having a lot of fallouts with her because of her jealousy. Uh, she's jealous of everything. Um, any relationship I have with anyone else, specifically other friends, she is r- really, really angry with me. I mean, to the point where if I tag someone else in a Facebook post, I get a tongue lashing. Um, she claims that it's because I do not dedicate enough time for our friendship. Now, mind you, over the past four years, I've been in medical school. I just, um, graduated, thank God, and I have, um, been a little bit strapped for time. Um, I'm a part-time paramedic. Um, I was working in the middle of the pandemic as well as in school. I have a husband and kids, so once I started medical school, my time was extremely limited, we went from seeing each other every other day to seeing each other, I mean, whenever I can. Um, when she first talked to me about you know, the fact that I don't dedicate enough time, I said, okay, well, let's have little dates. Let's set dates, um, you know, with our schedules, match our schedules, and try to have dates. Um, and this is what I do for my extended family. Um, so I thought that it would be a good idea. And at first it was good. We would have gym dates, maybe a coffee break date. Um, and then she just started coming up with excuses as to why she cannot make it. Um, on my match day, which was back in March, I had a, you know, I talked to her. I said, hey, you know, um, let's uh, let's have some, you know, do something. Um, do you want to come to the graduation, whatever? And her birthday was in the next week. She basically said she's not doing anything for her birthday. I come to find out she had this huge um, 30, uh, dirty 30 uh, birthday party. Um, that I was not invited to. So I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I, I feel like every time we talk, it's just this, this animosity towards me. Um, I don't know how to handle it, to be honest with you, because I love her. I truly do. I, I love her as a good friend. But at the same time, I can't be stressed out every time I'm in your presence. I can't help but to have other friends and you know no one will ever replace her and I I make sure that I tell her this but you know I would love for her to come to my graduation I reached out to her and it's always you know so (laughs) so okay two things one one let me know when y'all ready for me to talk that got cut off so there's a three minute for for listeners there's a three minute time limit I would suggest (laughs) setting a clock the other thing is I listen to the, a little bit of these just to know what the topic is. 
So I did mm-hmm. not listen to that whole thing before. And I have to say <laughs> all of our reactions during this were wide eyes, mouths agape, <laughs> uh, like about to yell into the microphone. I, yes. uh, right. our, our esteemed guests, I will let you go first. But this feels like uh, this feels like a real, uh, real easy one to me. <laughs> Yeah, definitely yeah, easy. Um, for sure. First off, girl, <laughs> child, where no, do I start? No one's good time. If for somebody that. is in your circle and they can't handle your shine, then it's their time to exit. Okay, you always want people around you that's gonna support you. How is she mad that you're in medical school trying to up your life, and then she's mad that you're not tagging her in pictures? I don't know. I feel like is the friend secretly in love with you, girl? Because that's the vibe I'm getting. That is you know, the vibe I'm getting as well. Quite yeah. possibly. But even if she's not, I just feel like, you know, so many things happen in people's life where it's like you can't really attend to, you know, your friends all the time right. or, you know, things like that. Stuff, stuff shifts, stuff changes, especially a big change like going to medical school. Like that's a huge thing and it requires a lot of somebody. So I think that yeah. the best thing to do in that situation is just have people around you that are supportive that understand that, understand your schedule and are still willing to love you from a distance and just support you from a distance, you know, until you're able to come back around. To add to that, I think Lauren obviously summed it up well, but just to put it simply from my perspective, I think that, yeah, going to medical school, anything you're doing to better yourself is important. Your friends should obviously support that. If they don't want to support that, I mean, you're not responsible for their happiness if you made efforts to hang out and you set these dates right. and times, I mean, that seems like a very reasonable solution to this problem. And so if they're not willing to meet you there, then, I mean, you've really done all that could be reasonably expected of you. They should be lifting you up, not bringing you down. Amen. And yes. you're married with kids, graduated from med school. I mean, sounds like you really got everything together. So that's, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I think you can love someone as a friend, but, you know, realize that time to hang out with them may be over. Yeah, it's almost like a little bit of jealousy in there or something, well, you know? And I'm going to say y'all were so nice because what I want to say is this. Uh, Drop this person. This is yes. nonsense. <laughs> I'm like, this person is like playing mind games. It's a single white female mm-hmm. scenario. Right. It's, you know, it's not just the emotional, like, um, what's the word? Like manipulation of like, you don't put me first. It's like, that's because you are like fifth on a, on your best day. I got all this stuff. <laughs> but also, I'm like, it is then to not invite you to the party. It's like, now yes. she's trying to be nasty. Yeah. yeah not you being be petty. Yeah. Not you being spiteful. Uh-uh. Cut her loose, child. Yeah. Cut her yes. loose. Any type of spiteful thing is such a huge red flag for a friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No bueno. <laughs> yeah, I don't look. I look. We live in Los Angeles, where people are just like, "Did that person frown at you? Drop them!" Like, there's this whole <laughs> culture of like dropping friends just because they like, you know, skin their knee. And they're, they're like, "You're neg. You have negative energy. I need to be positive. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be friends." So I think so. There's this kind of like, no, no. Like, look, if your friend's having a tough time, don't like. Don't like uh, cut them off because like they made you feel something. But when they are, when it is this obvious, just like fucked, fucked up situation, I I don't have a better adjective. I'm tired. So I don't have a better adjective. But 
I also, if I was, if I was at the peak of my powers, I would probably use the phrase "fucked up." That's what this yeah. friendship is. <laughs> yes. To not invite you to a thirtieth birthday, to not invite you to a party like that when you're, they're supposed to be, when they've been like, uh, be, like, why aren't we hanging out more? And then they cancel. Right. No, because imagine if you hadn't invited her to something, she would have burnt oh. your house to the ground. Yeah, for real. You just know. So it's like, you know, she, and so that was a concerted effort on her part. I mean, just. Yeah, she was sending a message. Yeah, I was wondering with you guys, like, because obviously you got together, and then once it kind of went public, you had to do all this, like, you know, press and run around and do Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. You know, did the people in your life, obviously it was like a change. Like, literally, you were like, I went to a facility, I came out with a wife, and I'm busy. Did, yes, <laughs> that's yes, exactly yes. what happened. Did, you know, did the people in your life, your friends, who you know you would have normally been chilling, like, did they have to get used to it? Were there any people where it was sort of like, they didn't know what to do? They didn't yeah, know what to handle? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think, I think a lot of our friends didn't really know what to think of it or what to make of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... In a, in a weird way, they kind of distanced themselves, I think, because they just didn't know how to process it. And, you know, I don't, I'm not putting that on them. I mean, it is a lot to take in and process for anyone involved in the radius of it. Uh, but then, of course, you know, you have your classic stuff where people who weren't really friends but more acquaintance, acquaintances were coming out of the woodwork now they want to be friends now they want to hey could you promote this for me on ig and all this type of stuff yeah so that's an immediate you know see you later yeah i was gonna say with like one of my closest friends tiff who was actually on the show mm-hmm. me and her had a conversation where i'm like started to feel this guilt like man i went on the show now i got married i haven't talked to her in a couple weeks like i was feeling like a bad friend so i gave her a call like girl i'm sorry i know i've been you know, whatever gone. She was like, no, I understand. First off, you just got married. Like you're settling into being someone's wife. I get it. Like take your space. I'm here when you need me. And it's good that I have a friend that we have that type of relationship. Like even though I may be gone for a second, we still support each other. We know what's up. We call each other. It's like the same, you know, like we haven't missed any time, but that's so important to have supportive friends and people that understand that. Yeah. Your friends have to grow and evolve with you. They can't be like fighting to cling on to whatever was in the past right they gotta keep on the road with you Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and she started out she was like i have an adult friend we met in an adult (laughs) (laughs) and at first i was like what's happening but then yeah you do not have an adult friend you have a child friend it is a child yeah little kid and y'all just gotta cut it loose and maybe you Mm -hmm. you like come back around to each other once you adopt right. her, you're going to see her in the ER because she's going to get in the right. fight and she's going to need you. That's the vibe. That's the vibe. Right. Damn it. Did you have any, like, when you, like, were first on TV or, like, when you're, like, special, like, your Comedy Central special debut, did, like, people come out of the woodwork? I can't remember. Absolutely. The best was somebody mm-hmm. who, like, I was like, oh, I hooked up with you in college and you ghosted me and now you coming into the DMs, <laughs> like, saw you in the oh, South, and I was like, Get out of here. You're sick. I'll never forgive you. <laughs> but like, so, like, it would just be like little like here and there and like people from um, especially like high school where I'm like, you and I haven't not even like, you know, it wasn't even drama. Just like you and I have not spoken in like, like right. were we friends? Years. I don't remember. Talking right. To you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Like, okay. Like, you know, and then it would be like, 
I'm I'm in town. A lot a lot of people too when like when they come oh. to visit LA, they love to be like, I'm in town. Do you want to do whatever? It's like no. Like have fun. Right. <laughs> no. No. No thanks. Hope you enjoy yourself. It it always ties back to something that they want, you know, from you. At right. least that's how it's been in my experience. Yeah. 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 Usually, like it's they just like want to. For me, though, it's not like I have that much pull. They usually like just want an introduction to someone. You know what I mean? Like, they'll be like, oh, they'll be like oh, yeah. what about, like, the booker? The, like, you know. This is even like, worse in a way. That is worse. Yeah. It's it's cool. Um, Is it a white uh, is it a white <laughs> person from high school? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. That's <laughs> <laughs> just that. I just wanted to check. <laughs> That's what I had an intuition. Yeah, I guess, that's fair. Of your your predominantly, I'm just guessing. <laughs> your predominantly white high school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hmm, interesting. Uh, and and uh, remind me, in high school, were they knocking down your door? They were so to mean to me. They used to make fun of me for wearing a size medium. These little skinny girls. What? And I would be like crying in the corner. And I'm looking Aww. back and I'm like, shit, I wish I was still a medium. But these girls are get you. Well, look who's crying now, bitch. <laughs> Sorry, see, I said it for you. I said it Thank for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for getting it. I'm going to make that a ringtone. Just you saying, yes. <laughs> oh my God, yes. You can just play that as you ride by the high school. <laughs> make a song out of it. I know, right? At my reunion. It's like rude. <laughs> I'm so dumb if I just rolled up. All right, this next one. Now, I've been saving this for this exact occasion. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. On the occasion awesome. of a, another IRC interracial couple. Yes, to have another okay. IRC. Okay, right. we got abbreviations now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my first time hearing it. This comes to us from, uh, from Gmail. Uh, Tiara writes us, the subject is rooting for everyone black and white. <laughs> Hi, Naomi, Andy, and guests. I wanted to record this question, but it gave me too much anxiety. So here's the text. And then there's a little smiley emoji with the like dripping. The, the, the sweat. The sweat. The sweat. sweat. Okay. Okay. I'm a fairly new listener of the pod and I love you guys in this pod so much. I'm a cis black female in a relationship with the love of my life, a cis white man. He introduced me to all kinds of things like Star Wars. And... <laughs> me too. No, really? I'm sorry, I'll let you finish me. (laughs) (laughs) And recently we watched the entire Marvel Universe together, up until the latest The Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show. (laughs) I like that you had to say it like that. (laughs) The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, In one of the later episodes, in a very brief but cute scene, the character Bucky, a white man, flirts with Sam's sister Sarah, a black woman. I was immediately standing the mere thought of these two getting together, even though they shared like five words with each other. I, I got to say, I, it was less Sam's sister and more with um, the woman from the Dora Milaje. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were a couple. Okay, I know. We all hoped. Um, hey, Marvel, you listen. Was that in the Winter Soldiers? When they Show. came, did you watch it? Like they come. Like, I did. Yeah, the Dora Milaje, you know, they come after Bucky. Because they're like, we're going to like deactivate your arm, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Okoye. Come on. Let's get that together. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, okay, okay. 
Uh, back to the letter. Uh, I am not the only one infatuated with this pairing because I read multiple fanfics online where they get together on various online forums and message boards. I'm slightly obsessed. But then I felt bad because I felt like I was kind of fetishizing them. I think I'm fixating on these characters. I even contemplated starting a Twitter campaign to get the writers to make Bucky and Sarah get married in season two. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tiara. <laughs> I realized I've always skewed towards the interracial couple in science fiction. In, in, in fiction, fiction. Sorry, in fiction. <laughs> in fiction since I was a kid, like Sean and Angela from Boy Meets World. Yes. Absolutely. An original, an OG. Mm-hmm. OG, yeah. <laughs> And don't quite understand why I do that. I've noticed my boyfriend follows a lot of interracial couples on TikTok, usually a POC female, white male like us. My question is, what does it say about us that we tend to root for the interracial relationship? Are we just as bad as the nosy people that ask when we're going to have a mixed baby? You guys. (laughs) Man, all this sounds so familiar. (laughs) Should I continue to stand or just chill? I don't think... It's that bad, but I would like other people's opinion on this topic. Thanks. P.S. I forgot to mention that me and the boyfriend dressed up as Star-Lord and Gamora for a local comic book convention in our city pre-COVID times. We even root for the inner species couple, lol. Oh, my God. You didn't need to put that last part on. (laughs) The inner species couple. What what species are anyways? Yeah, wow. That's I think that's a really fascinating one. And and it's I think it's an important question too because it does seem like there's some fetishizing going on. I mean, people every single day were like, "We want to see those babies. We want to see those beautiful mixed babies." I'm sure you guys get that all the time. All the time. And I told yeah. them I have a dog and two cats. That's what you're going to get. Me too, girl. Right, right. <laughs> and they don't, you know, they just let that wash over them, you know, and they go back to asking for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, on one hand, I do get it. I mean, I admittedly, when I saw Bucky and, and <laughs> Sam's sister, you know, had that. I mean, they seemed like they had chemistry. I was kind of curious to see where that went to. I mean, maybe that's because I can, you know, relate on a surface level. I mean, personality-wise, yeah. we have nothing in common, right? I was, I was gonna say that I, it, part of it can be fetishizing, but I also think that it's just kind of a, something, um, you know, you relate because you see yourselves in them. If you're in an, if you're in an interracial couple, and if you mm-hmm. see another one on TV, it's like, oh man, you know, it's like representation matters. Yes, you know, prior yeah. to what. 40 years ago, probably not even that long, you didn't see an interracial couple on TV. Like that mm-hmm. wasn't a thing. You didn't see it in the media. It wasn't talked about. So I think that people seeing those images in the media and especially if they're in that type of relationship, it's almost like a sense of you feel it because you're the same. You're in the right. same boat. Yeah, you can relate. Now at the same yeah. time, though, sis, <laughs> right. you know, you got to be careful when it's like, you feel yourself overly extending yourself like that's all I want to see like I only want to see you know like that type of thing I think it's great to cheer for yourself and you know your community of interracial relationship up people that's great but also I think it's just great to cheer for love in general I think you know it's nothing wrong with celebrating yourself but just be careful because you can kind of walk the line of of fetishizing if you're not too careful yeah and I think it's you know, there's nothing wrong with being attracted to who you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. That's kind of innate in us, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, it's it's a really about who that person is. 
as an individual versus their race, their ethnicity. And yeah, that's, it is kind of a line that that's often walked and, and, you know, I see Lauren and I's pictures pop up all the time in these like, oh, yeah, those um, sites. black, female, white, male, uh, Instagram fan page type of thing. And if I do, I like it. I don't think I should because somebody may see it like, see, mm-hmm. I told you like, they were I'm like, oh, so it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. but I, I'm curious to hear you all take on this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. I mean, you used to have a joke. Do you still do that joke about like people ask, like, we oh, want to see yeah. your babies? Yeah, and pretty much the punchline is like, why is everybody so excited for something that's going to be beige? It's just a tote <laughs> child, and you have to relax, you know? But it is always that feeling. But I do think, too, like, I that moment of Bucky and Sarah, when I watched it, I liked it. And I think I especially liked it because she was dark skinned. Because I think that mm. when I'm looking at some of the stuff, I realize what I'm responding to is. A black woman being beautiful to quote unquote majority, right? Like white people. Like, I think that's what it was because I definitely grew up where like that was not the case. Mm -hmm. And so I know that that's partially like what I'm responding to. But um, at the same time, and like what you were saying, Cam, where you're like, it's not just, you know, the person's race. I think the issue is like you're attracted to who you're attracted to, right? And you could say like, I love your blackness. I think that the fetishizing, the trick is like, don't assume you know who I am because of my blackness. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's them adding Boom. adding the layers to it and assuming X, Y, and Z. And it was so funny because right. there was a moment on the show where early on you guys are talking and there was something where it was like something about like what you, I remember the soda thing like what kind of food would you cook? And you said something and then you said something that was like black food and Cam was like, okay. And I was like, okay, he's here for the culture. He's here for the culture. And it was just like, a very tiny moment, but the way you kind of know someone's exposure to black culture, someone's like yeah. in that world. Because again, I went to school mm-hmm. with a whole lot of white folks and I can really suss out pretty quick who has ever had a black friend. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, it's like that situation. And I could just like, you know, it's just interesting when you're like, that's like, you want someone who like doesn't need to have it explained, but at the same time is will listen when you explain. Yes, sure. absolutely. It's a it's a fine line, but yeah, you got to stop with the fanfic, Tiara. No, just let it go. Okay, you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm the campaign. She was like Twitter campaign. Oh, the campaign. She's yeah, like, yeah. we have to do it. I mean, there were people who did that online. They were like, release the Bucky Sarah cut. I think what's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were upset. What's exciting sometimes is to is uh, uh, like Lauren said. You don't see a lot of art type flavor of <laughs> interracial couple on TV a lot, right? Yeah. We did, as a joke, we did an episode a long time ago where we counted down the top 10 interracial couples <laughs> like us. This was like a, a couple years ago, but it was a joke, but it was like David Bowie and Amon. Like, you just, there's not a lot. Oh, I love them. Look. But it was so long ago, yes. right? Like, it's like you're checking these right. couples from then. And so mm-hmm. I think there is something exciting when you do uh, see yourself portrayed in media. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is commendable. And uh, and again, I, I think uh, this version of interracial couples is more rare than a lot of others. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Agreed. A white guy and a black woman. I mean, it is funny because like when you, because I do think there are things that, you know, when she was saying like, oh, he follows interracial couples on TikTok or, 
or whatever. Like there are things about the experience that only another interracial couple can kind of share or, you know, talk about yeah. honestly. Or like, I remember like, I remember early with like when I stayed at your house where I was like, oh, I must like him because I wrapped my hair that night. Like I wasn't trying to look cute. I wore my bonnet on the first night, girl. And I love to see it. I was like, this is real. I was like, you're married, you <laughs> yes. love to see it. <laughs> but I like, but the kind of things, you know, you can talk to another friend who knows what that is. And I was like, I, like, I was right. telling a friend of mine who's also, you know, in a relationship with a white guy where I was like, I did that. And she goes, okay, well, you got to make sure he's the one. And it was just like nice to have that shorthand. So uh -huh. you want to, or like when you're like, when I like, you know, meet the white fam and I'm like, what do I do at this dinner? <laughs> in case they're like, right. cool. they were cool. But do you know what I mean? Like with older people in general where I'm like, oh yeah. It's like when you're older, you're extra white. And so it's like, we are, <laughs> we are, we're Jewish. So there's I a love little, that. There's some flavor, but at the same time, there's a suburban energy. A little, the flavor's white. Fish. Yes. <laughs> the flavor is white. Fish, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah, there I are certain, do you guys, I mean, again, sorry, I'm stealing from your act, Naomi, but like, <laughs> we, like, are you guys together? We get that a lot. Are you together? Oh, yeah. But they're yeah. public though. So people know. Well, yeah. yeah, but not everyone, not everyone. And sometimes, sometimes we do get that question when it seems so obvious to me that we are together. I mean, anyone who sees us, I would think pretty casually can just see based on our body language and, and whatever. Um, but yeah, I find that really annoying for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what you should say? You know what you should say, Cameron? I'm, um, yeah. Like if you guys go up and they're like, are you together at a restaurant? You should just go, she's my home health aide. And then see if you can get a free meal. <laughs> just lie to them. Just yeah, lie just to these people. Play what happens. Just see what you, because it looks so dumb. It's like, what do you Yeah. Do you I know, like, come on, y'all. It's like we're clearly know, right. We just had dinner together, and now we're going up to the <laughs> or whatever. I'm never more aware of it than like when we're on the subway, and you are like you're playing a game, and I'm playing a game, and then I look over to, to your thing, and I'm like, oh, do that move. It's Candy Crush, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. And I'm like, oh, do that move, and then so, like I I clock someone like being like, why is that guy? Talking to that, to talking to that reaching over into yeah. her phone. He's like, like, why is he talking to yeah. her? And it's so right. Funny. It's like all the time. And it's like, accept it. Okay? It's funny how mind blowing it is to some people. It's like, really? like In 2021. I know. Like, that's the, that is the wild. That's the wild part. And I feel like. It was, you know, I think in a way we were lucky, you know, we, we got together, we met in New York, we came up in New York, we live in LA, but I noted like whenever we sort of travel outside and I mean, even just outside of LA, like we start driving an hour away and I'm like, yeah, okay, well, we'll see how this shakes out. <laughs> you know? right. Oh yeah. We live in Georgia. Yeah. So hello. Right. Uh, outside of Atlanta. Outside of Atlanta. Yeah. It's you little, know, we, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> But the just, the yeah dot 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 definitely says right. So it, it's it's so full. Just those two words of the ellipsis. So right. Yeah. I mean, we we tra uh, traveled to like a rural part of Georgia and stayed at this like cabin retreat. Uh, I think mm. it was last year, and I frankly didn't feel like comfortable with like Lauren being out and about because I was seeing so many. Uh, Political flags. flags, yeah, Confederate flags, yeah. Oh, Georgia. You know. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, I would, I would, I mean, I'm with you, Cameron. I wouldn't have wanted to leave. I'd be like, you, like, I would be like, Cameron, go get the food, go, like, right. do no, literally, I, I would 
went real. to the grocery store and I like left the, well, I don't know too much detail for the podcast. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, left in the, right, in the, you were, you were like, protect yourself. I'm going to the grocery store. Yes, yeah, exactly. left a form of protection in the car <laughs> and uh, went to the grocery store. And uh, yeah, because uh, we were seeing Confederate flags. We were seeing a certain political candidate was posted about everywhere. Uh, so yeah, it was it was nuts. And it's and that was like during the time when it was like the height of some of the BLM movement, too, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, be careful. It was, yeah, it was, it was a real, it was a real time. Uh, and of course you yeah. had throwing stars, correct? Yeah, throwing yeah. stars. That's sure right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I taught her how to use them real quick. Um, this, this is beautiful. This was I, I I was looking forward to this for so long, oh, and um, uh, I this is so exciting to meet you guys. Uh, I know. So fun. You were just so much fun. Lovely. You guys yes, are the best. We're very excited for the book, Leap of Faith. We all need it, honey. And not to fetishize, but there again <laughs> to have another interracial couple like us on the it. show. Yes, is, who gets it? Love it. Right, absolutely. It's wonderful. You guys are great. And thank you so much for coming. And thank, thank you. you both. Thank you for having us. It's an honor. <laughs> yes, it is. Y'all are so much fun. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank uh, you. Anytime you want us back, let us know. Absolutely. Oh, without a doubt. Oh my god. Without yes. a doubt. <laughs> um, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey folks i'm mark Marin from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season i love the change of seasons but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather kleenex ultra soft tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin for this allergy season grab kleenex and face allergies head on